Okay, so welcome to uh, another episode of the uh, Nine Huts podcast. This is uh, the new release show where we go through nine releases uh, that we've heard in the last two weeks uh, just to sort of give people a bit of a, a boost into what they're listening to and um, yeah, just to sort of showcase some artists that we think deserve your attention. So uh, we started with that and it's um, 30,000 Monkeys. Um, you've picked this one, Pete, for a change. You've actually picked the open this week. Yes, or at least you've... Uh, deemed worthy of being first yes thank you uh yes a a band i i I love and have loved for quite a while now i heard them on a compilation uh which we reviewed like a hundred song compilation um and they were the first on it because it's alphabetical and they put their numbered bands at the top uh and it kind of immediately kind of i ditched the compilation and went straight to find this band um and that was a, an EP called Somewhere Over the Painbow. Um, oh, I do it, remember this, yeah. Yes, unbelievable artwork for it. Um, yeah. were really worth checking out, kind of like a really cool noise rock, um, you know, release with a, a lot of fun. And I've followed them ever since, and, we, and we've been sent all their stuff ever since. They've put out, uh, they've put out drone albums. Um, <clears throat> they put out this really kind of dark doom album, um, you know, kind of real horrible noises. And then their last EP uh, had four songs on, and every song was named after an actor, but their name changed in a stupid way, like Keanu Riffs and Sharon Drone and uh, Orlando Doom. Um, and then they do these ridiculous videos, you know, homemade videos, which are, if you look on YouTube, on it, they're worth, you know, they're, they're worth like 10 minutes looking into it just because they're so stupid. And it, they're basically a band who just don't take themselves seriously, but actually have got, you know, a lot of talent. Um, and then that brings them to this new album called Our Forever, which, you know, I've just put a review out on, on the website and it's, it's really good. It's really strong. They're, they're completely alive. They, um, they experiment, they bring all the sounds in and, you know, you can tell from this song, you can tell from all the songs on it that, it's like this eclectic um, disregard for for structure and for seriousness, yet with a real kind of heaviness in there, which you've got to love. Uh, what do you make of it? Yeah, it's really strange. Um, it sort of breaks down at some points, doesn't it? Like it just yeah. kind of goes off on its on, on its own little journey. Um, so yeah, I, I really dug it. Like um, I think I really enjoyed that somewhere over the painbow one um, a few months ago. So I'm going to have to actually check out the rest of the. Uh, uh, back catalogue um but yeah this this one sort of surprised me really because uh the opening track at least starts off with a really daft sample a lot of people it's kind of a meme that's been doing the rounds for years but it, it just kind of um sets the tone for kind of like you say the silliness is there but it's that melvin sense of humor that then translates into actually good music as well so yeah i completely yeah. agree with you yeah it's brilliant stuff Really cool. Mm. Um, so yeah, you can find that at um, thirty thousand monkeys um, and that's um, yeah, that's off our forever. It's a, it's amazing. So yeah, that song was called um, "The Fist of Impending Joy," which again is fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're gonna play um, a fairly, fairly sort of um, varied uh, bunch of songs. I always say that, but you know, um, the next one is uh, a friend's band actually. So. Uh, I got sent the seven inch of this uh, a few weeks ago, and um, I've been meaning to play this for for a while. Um, 
So the band are called Grey Walls. They're from um, Landau in uh, Germany, so near the Black Forest. And um, I actually toured with um, the guitarist from this band when he was a drummer for the band Wreck. Um, and yeah, the Wreck are amazing. So if you if you want to check them out, it's wreckdoom.bandcamp.com, I think. Um, but uh, Jan has actually learned how to play guitar, I think, in the last um, year or so. Um, and he's put this band together and yeah, it's amazing stuff. So it's pretty punky stuff, but it's a bit noisy as well. Um, what did you reckon to this one, Pete? Because obviously I'm a bit biased. I, I really liked it. I mean, there's the vocals are harsh, uh, and it then it has kind of this menace about it, which never really materializes into anything kind of which violates like you think it will. And it's just, you know, like it's noise rock, maybe. Uh, but with like this threat of a sludgy hardcore round the corner, you know, just as a, a backup that never actually, uh, you know, they, ne- they, they never need. It it's, It is kind of, you know, I, I like it, really enjoyed it. I, I have only uh, heard it today. Uh, so, um, but first impressions, fantastic. Yeah, and I think um, Jan's a real sort of um, hardcore fan uh, from years and years. He was playing, playing his records of bands that we probably should have heard. Uh, when we went over and talked with them in Germany, and um, it seems like there's a, there's a whole raft of bands to discover out there that probably didn't get the airtime or the, the attention over here as well. So um, I feel like a lot of his influences probably just crop up in this band as well. So, mm. um, Did, so is is that the is a wreck over? Are they finished? Um, as far as I know, but I, I think they all live quite close to each other. I don't know if they've just not got time. I think uh, all three of them are actually. English teachers um, right. in German in a German school, um, so and I, I know the um, the keyboard player is actually an artist as well. So he does a lot of the art for um, bands um, that he's in and bands around um, the sort of Karlsruhe and um, Landau area. So he's he's quite famous. Cool. Um, but I think yeah, I think he's gone full time with the art. So I'm not sure how much time they've got for Rec, but I'm sure. Um, if we if we made it over again, I'm sure they'd maybe do one off. You never know. But hmm. um, they're definitely worth checking out. They, they did an album and uh, I think a split with with Temple Steps actually. So um, <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah. I, do you know what? I can't remember. So so long ago. Now. <laughs> yes, we did. We did do a split. So yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, this this song is called uh, Home Lock. Um, so yeah, hope you uh, get something out of it as much as I have. <laughs> Yeah. 
so uh, that was Grey Walls. Um, yeah, we're going to sort of listen to some uh, interesting sort of like post-blank metal sort of stuff. Um, I found this just by doing the rounds. Um, you know, Bandcamp has a really good function for finding uh, new releases and, and just stuff that sort of maybe um, evades uh, the Spotify sort of lists or um, many reviews. So I haven't actually seen many reviews of this about yet, um, but they seem to be quite popular. So it's a band called Vulcari. Um, and they're just um, yeah post metal band from um, Chicago, but it's it's got very sort of interesting sort of sparse um, elements to it that sort of go here and there, and it's it's sort of like a, a bit of a wave of um, influences. So there's obviously a bit of um, the neurosis end of things in there, but there's a very sort of uh, tight black metal sound in there as well. So I I absolutely love it. Um, I'm not sure what you might have made of this one, Pete. It's maybe a bit polished for you. Uh, maybe no, I thought, no, I did like it. Um, it reminds me of Mismore. Uh, you know, yes. it's got that, you know, doom and you know, doom. It's slight bits of doom within the black metal setting. It's got uh, maybe the artworks in it as well. It reminds me of uh, the artist of the recent album. I can't remember his name. The artist, but did uh, that the recent Bell Witch album as well. Yes. You know, real grand kind of painting. Um, yeah, he, is, he is ending up on um, a lot of metal bands. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, I'm not saying. It, I, I don't think it's the same guy, but it's got that same grand, you know, um, kind of picture to it. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's not necessarily my thing, but it's, it's it was interesting and, and different, and not just uh, what I would call boring old, you know, modern atmospheric black metal. Yeah, because um, there is a lot of that doing the rounds, and it, it can be a bit cold for me, uh, and not in a good way. You know, just yeah. kind of oh, yeah. very well produced and not yeah. a lot of bite to it. Um, whereas this is, I felt felt like this was a bit more kind of um, bludgeoning. So yeah, yeah I thought it was, thought it's quite interesting. So uh, it's off an album called uh, Avium, which is out now. Uh, you can get it on um, vinyl and uh, and CD. So um, yeah, we're just going to play the opening track. So this is uh, Abrasive Hallucinations.
that was a band called Volcari. Uh, we're going to go a bit rougher next. So uh, this is a band from Sheffield, um, and Peter's picked this. It's uh, drawn for Michael. Um, amazing band, and um, I think it's it's quite um, interesting to see them uh, playing a lot of live gigs now because it, it's it's something else, isn't it, to to witness live? It's it's just not um, yeah. your run of the mill um, black metal, and certainly not your run of the mill two piece either. No, I think this is kind of, you know, two people who have uh, encyclopedic knowledge of extreme metal and try and, you know, this is a kind of output of, of kind of, you know, forging their own area within that and and utilising all kind of elements of it as well because no two, you know, no two releases sound the same. They've got a real uh, experimental feel to them you know, within black metal, within death metal, within, you know, the real kind of extreme ends of that as, as well. So, uh, you know, they've got, I think, seven releases um, at least, which you've had out, and each time it's totally different. You know, they've, they've uh, previous releases have got kind of Diocletian-type, you know, horror, war, death metal stuff. Um, this is more black metal, but it's, it's, it's con- contrasted with, um, particularly on this song, you know, it opens with this real cinematic um, synth and s- noise and sample, almost like from sci-fi movie, and then the drop down in in kind of production, you know, and in rawness is is stark, you know, like to go from this, you know, this clean and eerie sound into you know, rough as fuck black metal uh, is is kind of is what makes it so um, so cool, really. Uh, and then it brings it back in at the end as well. And the, the whole album does this, and, and it, it's a it's it's completely purposeful. It's completely you know where they you know where they inhabit. They kind of love this, um, you know, not just sticking to one line all the way through one genre one style or anything uh and it always makes for the most interesting releases yeah i mean um lee almost has a bit of a cottage industry thing going on with um his frequency 13 label he seems to kind of run it very quietly and mm. um he releases his own music through it and maybe close friends but if you dig into it it's got some amazing stuff in there like um particularly like his, his solo stuff so yeah i think yeah. if people are into like some of the weird sounds on this release they'll they'll really get a lot out of that as well but yeah. i have to say i mean um i've only seen drawn for michael once or twice um the last time i saw them was just phenomenal i, d- I don't know what was going on with the sound but it, it was so muddy but it it absolutely suited their sound and it was just like being in I hate, I hate, I use this term a lot, but like being in a wind tunnel and like just being battered by this like droning but like harsh sound. So, mm. yeah, absolutely amazing. And and they've captured that on this new one, definitely. It sounds yeah. like it did live. It, it's just, yeah, it kind of flails all over the place. It's wild. It's, yeah. it's really, really good. I'm glad, you know, I am glad to get it. You know, Frequency 13, uh, we used to put uh, nights on, not not often. Um, and there was a period when there were two or three a year. Um, and they were really eclectic, you know, kind of solo noise artists and, you know, psychedelic black metal and, you know, mixed together, which really, and it 
they're really cool night. They're on at the Great in Sheffield, a lot of them. Um, and they're always worthy going, no matter, you know, where your musical tastes lie. And it's good to see them playing gigs because, you know, sometimes I've, I've, I've actually compared other bands to John for my reviews I've done. Um, much kind of higher profile band, much, much higher profile because, you know, I don't think anyone really knows of John for Marco outside of Sheffield, really, which, which shouldn't be right. Um, and maybe that's just the way they want it. Maybe, you know, they haven't gigged much and, and it's just their outlet for, you know, Lee in particular is in several other bands. Uh, and this is just an outlet for, you know, their kind of pure kind of extreme metal heart, uh, you know, and the eclectic, you know, without having to um, concede any ground to other band members and to, you know, to whatever band they're in. So for them to be playing gigs now, for them to be putting, you know, more regular releases out, hopefully they'll start to actually get a wider attention because when I'm comparing these other, you know, better known bands, these kind of, you know, war metal bands or black death metal bands, that's that's because they're they've already been doing this thing, which others are already getting loaded for. So, and you know, John from Michael are already doing it. They're, they're fantastic. They're from Sheffield. We need to, you know, they deserve uh, wider attention. Absolutely, and I think people are kind of waking up to the fact that um, this kind of over overwhelming um, kind of sound is is actually there's a lot to it. It's not just kind of um, I think it can be um, written off as simple or written off as kind of, oh, it's just one long kind of piece of noise that's like barely controlled, but it's it's so precise and so uh, well thought out. Um, I don't think people realise until they see it live, they're just like, well, actually, this is incredible. So, mm. yeah, I've got a lot of time for this. So um, I think this is their latest release, isn't it? Um, yep. And you can find this at frequency13, spell it out in letters, .bandcamp.com. Uh, and this is off, um, yeah, Manifesting Chaos, uh, the new release, and it's called Unknown, Unknown. of that which exists.
of a man lost in infinitely abysmal earth, pouring, twisting, wheezing, scrambling madly through sunken convolutions of immemorial blackness, without an idea of time, safety, or definite object. There is something hideous in it, a burst of multitudinous and lightless life.
So that was drawn from Icor. Um, we're going to go straight into some... Um, I don't know how to describe this one, really. It's, it's quite um, sort of bombastic, um, crusty, kind of political, uh, blackened stu- sort of stuff, I guess. A band called M40 from Sweden. Um, Pete, you, you found this one. How did you um, come across it? It was the uh, submissions email sort of um, providing again. Yes, it was an ever kind of fruitful, uh, <laughs> fruitful nest of <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, a fruitful nest. Uh, a fruitful nest. Yes. Um, the it, they came through. I have never heard of them. Apparently, it's the fourth album. Um, but yeah, I, I, I did enjoy this. There, it is kind of crusty hardcore punk. Um, but in a, it, they remind me of. You know, I can say martyrdom. It's not uh, nothing radical thinking there. I think it's probably even on the bio that it says that. But it's not kind of just furious out there. You know, like uh, like discharge fast as fuck stuff. It's it's quite um, relatively melodic and uh, considered. And it, it, I like that for it. The whole album's um, strong for that. Uh, a bit of disfear in there as well. But again, you know, you kind of. Scandinavian, yeah. Um, Scandinavian. It, does, it does sound Scandinavian, to be fair. Yeah. It does sound like um, you know um, there is an at gates um, sound in there as well. Um, mm. Not going to lie, it's just part of that kind of that sound. That is it. Got the Gothenburg sound from years ago, like the um, the old black metal sort of sound. Um, Death yeah. metal. Man. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah. That kind of era. Yeah, so uh, I think we're just going to play this one. It's it's quite sort of um, short, sharp and fast. Uh, I think people really get a lot out of this one. So uh, this is M40. It's from the record Avsind, um, and you can find this at m40band.bandcamp.com.
So that was M40. And uh, yeah, we're going to um, talk about a band called School Cave next because uh, we've played them on the podcast before. Amazing band from Australia. I think you bought this one in, Pete, originally. Mm. Um, but yeah, their new single, um, Against All Odds, uh, came out of the weekend and blew me away. I mean, um, to be fair, the albums um, they've produced so far have been absolutely brilliant. But this one just has like a really warm feel to it and it's just dead good. I, I don't quite know how to place um, their sound. It's kind of very melodic, but um, it's still got that kind of sinister edge to it, which I, I really appreciate. Yeah, they, I mean, I know from what I, I was just looking, it was a year ago I reviewed their album Fear. And at the time that they were self-proclaiming or the biography from the email was self, you know, self-classing them as um, doom gaze, which, you know, obviously makes you cringe a little. But you kind of see where they've got it. They had a bit of Paul Bearer, a bit of uh, like Latter-day Pelican about them. Um, and, you know, I think back then uh, I didn't necessarily think it always worked, but they were always... <laughs> always trying different things I, I, they were trying to do you know trying to do different things trying to bring you know kind of disparate ends of music you know together so uh with bands like paul bearer uh baroness even you know you've got these you've got keep kind of people extending expanding um vague doom or hardcore sounds into more progressive or modern progress you know modern prog almost uh, metal uh, and they kind of fit in with that, but with other elements as well. Yeah, and I think they've to me they've they've almost got um, that weird um, Melvin's style to them as well, like a bit like a, a a knowing nod to sort of yeah, we're kind of playing this strange version of what you may expect to hear from a metal band. So I I've got a lot of time for it. It's it's really amazing production on this one as well. Not that fear was any different. I mean, that's that's an incredible album, but um, I can't wait to hear. Like, I honestly can't wait to hear what they do um, with the album that this might be coming off. So, really exciting stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, like I say, just really looking forward to hearing some more. So, um, you can find this at schoolcave.bandcamp.com, um, and uh, it's only four dollars if you want to sort of buy it. So, yeah, this is against all odds.
that was Australia's Skull Cave. Um, amazing stuff there. Um, going to talk about um, another record or Small Stone record. So we keep playing uh, records from Small Stone at the moment, but with good reason. I mean, we've said that before as well. Um, well, yeah, I've been keep playing records from Small Stone since mid '90s. So, yeah. <laughs> but, but to be fair, I don't know whether they've had a renaissance. I think they've steadily put albums out ever since. But they've kind of picked up on a few bands who aren't just, you know, fairly or unfairly. I don't, I don't really know. But they, they had that kind of Southern States uh stony rock sound uh you know kind of nailed down as their thing so like buttons like say five horse johnson um and you know maybe that's kind of maybe that's how i always viewed them unfairly in the intervening years or in the last say 10 years so but recently they put out some real kind of interesting and progressive uh stoner sounds so bands like Irata, who we played recently who who are amazing uh by some machine uh Less so, um, they're more of his, you know, typical stoner sound. But actually, they're just really, really good. And um, the, you know, like they, it's a stoner sound, but harking back to the seventies and to proto doom, you know, as it should, as stoner rock should. Uh, and the whole album's really, uh, really strong. It did, last last night, the night before, when I was kind of make get my list ready to send across to you, uh, so you can listen in advance. Um, it, I had to kind of pause and listen to the whole album again because normally you know which song we're going to pick but it's, I, there's so many I could have picked from and actually I'm not even sure I've got the right one here but uh, never mind it, it, they're all, you know, it doesn't really matter it's, all I'd say is go listen to the album the album's called Seas of Titan uh, it's just come out I believe um, and this is Echoes in Space is it called? I forget which one I've picked yep, Echoes in Space and actually, the reason the reservations I've got now, in hindsight, of picking this one is this one is very uh, like kind of early graveyard, which on its own I've got no problem with. I love kind of, you know, I love graveyard, I love uh, high singing blues, or I did back then. They've just become a kind of a bit of a bloated, um, you know, AOR band now. And, you know, it's a bit of a dirty word almost to say. That's over egging it. But. This, you know, this is kind of when they were, when it was still fresh and exciting, a fresh and exciting retro sound. And um, Echoes in Space is like that. I think it's a really good song. Uh, but beyond that, so by some machine, bring in other uh, kind of, you know, they remind me of Blue, Blue Oyster Call or, you know, maybe sort of like Atomic Bitchwax, more modern, you know. So there's a bits of these which, if you're into stoner, I think you know. If you're not into stoner, it might you know it might always think sound like it's the same thing. But if you are, you'll get the subtle differences, the subtle um, you know genre and the subtle influence changes across the tracks, and that's what makes it really interesting. It um, and what makes it really fun. Uh, it's just a really good album. Yeah, um, I listened to the whole thing actually, and I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, um, it sounds up. Op- absolutely obvious to say but there are some sort of maybe the lighter side of sabbath in there as well like um certainly um join some of the sort of more spacey moments i guess there's uh, a lot of the the cleaner sound of black sabbath is in there as well and that's Mm. that's something you don't often see it's usually just like the fuzzed up um you know uh, that tone that that they all use, but mm. now I'd say like all, all the, almost like the orchestral parts of Sabbath are in there as well. 
Hmm? Really interesting. Um, it reminded me of Dexter Jones. I mean, that's that's a, a common reference for me, but like, it did just remind me of Dexter Jones Circus Orchestra. So yes, um, it's got that yeah. kind of retro sound. It kind of took me back to seeing them in a tiny little pub in Sheffield. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely into this as well. Really interesting. Yeah. Dexter Jones. Dex, I think that Dexter Jones um, is 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 a kind of specific uh, reference we use, where it for which is weird because they're not that wide of no. known band, but the the one which because we put them on because we reviewed them back in the day, you know, in the in I don't know two thousand seven, I guess something like that. We really uh, got to know, and and the reason I think we reference them is is for what is a clean stoner sound. It's not, you know, it's not overloaded with fuzz. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not like full on Fu Manchu Nebula type riffs. Um, and so I think it's valid. Um, maybe we perhaps overuse it just because it is a reference point. Nobody, not many people know that band. But yeah, if you don't know it, them, yeah. you need to, you know. Yeah, yeah, get into it. And but you're right, it's it's a it's a good uh, reference point here. Yeah, yeah, I think it's just that clean kind of. Um, there's not actually much fuzz on this at all, is there? It's it's quite um, pretty as an album as well. It's quite sort of, um, you know, that's quite probably a strange word for it, but you know, just yeah, quite quite um, clean um, production and, and clean sort of delivery. So it's quite psychedelic in that way as well. So, yeah, I, th- I really like this. So um, I'm going to play a song called Echoes in Space off it. You can find this at smallstone.bandcamp.com as ever. So, um, yeah, enjoy. <laughs>
So uh, the next bring in is um, something that Pete's uh, brought in, and it's it's very odd, isn't it? It's kind of um, almost unclassifiable as a, as a sound. It's got so much going on. We're playing like two minutes here, aren't we? But you know, the album is is just mad, really. Um, this is a band called Invunche, and and I think have we decided they're from Amsterdam, but they're via Chile. We think so, yeah. Right, That's, okay. It's as, a one-man as, as, band, anyway, isn't it? Yeah, as far as we've, we've gleaned. Um, I think, we, yeah, we got it through as review. It Apparently it came out uh, late last year, self-released on the on Bandcamp, I believe. But it's, it's getting a you know physical release, a record release through uh, Babylon Cult, if I remember right. I'll just confirm that. Yeah, um, so it's getting a physical release on record. Um, you can see why. Sorry, Babylon Doom Cult Records. Um, you can see why. This it's really uh, different. And it has, the, what they say in the, in the blurb, which is worth repeating, and, and uh, is there's a bit of kind of primitive black metal, a bit of like dark thrown in there. There's uh, punk, you know, there's a definite punk uh, grit to it. And then um, psych, like it's this a robotic, you know, psych um, tempo and drone to it. I don't, I don't really know. It, it, the whole album goes like this, uh, and this, it's split up into, you know, into kind of several different moments, which are only a couple of minutes long. I think I read somewhere that you, if you buy the, um, so if you buy it off Bandcamp, you get two extra bonus tracks, which are basically the album split into two, which makes sense. It's got, uh, you know, I can imagine it, it being released, you know, by someone else as a one-off 30, 40 minute track. Um, but I'm glad it hasn't because it makes this, you know, short and kind of spooky, you know, maybe a bit of like the, the, you know, odd ends of early Aranzi Pazuzu, you know, a little bit of that in there. Uh, mixed with you know like like say like a bit of dark on it and like then if you look at the album cover on uh, on Bandcamp it's just this kind of brutalist architecture which adds to that you know adds to this weird you know sh- structure uh, man-made and uh, yet yeah, weirdly oddly creepingly unnatural uh, thing about it I don't know it just it, all that within a couple of minutes fantastic yeah i mean it to me it's like a piece of art like the the album and the aesthetics and everything it's just like an expression and i think i need to maybe dig a little deeper on this one and listen to it a bit more um to actually get a lot more out of it but like yeah it's got that kind of to me it's it's almost got that uncanny weirdness that coil had or the the weirder bits of nurse with wound just like um creating a, a, a sound pattern for the sound pattern's sake and then making it and he's almost like brought it into like metallic and industrial vibes as well there's, there's so much going on mm. it's hard to actually like pinpoint what's happening so I think this is fascinating and I, I'm really glad you brought something as weird and experimental in to be honest mm. yeah yeah and you know like I looked at it and we, we always have like the new releases and you know we wouldn't play some that came out in January, and I looked at it and I thought, oh no, it actually came out a year ago, and I thought, oh, fuck it, this dessert, you know, the, we don't know this. It's not a big, it's not a well-known release, and it's you know I've got the excuse of it coming out in a record next month, so it's well worthy of uh, breaking, you know, like bending our rules a little bit just for that reason, you know, that this is the type of music you, you, you know, to get it really excited about. 
Yeah, and just just to make it even more complicated, I think it says it's actually been recorded in 2017, <laughs> at least in 2018, and then now it's getting a repress now. So, mm. yeah, who cares? It's it's brilliant stuff. So, um, I don't know if you'll ever be able to see this one live. It, it sounds absolutely crazy. Um, looks like there was another release in 2014. So, um, yeah, really, really um, sort of confusing, but interesting stuff so uh, yeah i really like this so we're going to play um a track um from this new release uh called ruiner uh, and this is in Vuce. so you can find it at invuce.bandcamp.com um you'll find it on the links on the podcast um yeah see what you think of this this is ruiner <laughs> This week's podcast with a, an excerpt because we're not we can't play the whole twenty five minutes. Um, this is a, a, a song by a band called uh, The Hexeth. Um, it seems to be an, it's another one man band, but it's completely different to the last tune. Um, and we get this kind of sound through quite a lot these days, but it's this muddy, almost incomprehensible sl- sludge of a of a sound that just kind of brings you into to this vortex of, of sound and it, it never really lets up and this one is particularly um, malevolent and, and strange. And we've, we've read upon some of the ideas behind it and it's, it's about depression and, and um, there's sort of science fiction elements in there and there's references to Shakespeare's The Tempest which actually works quite well because I think it does sound like you're in the middle of a storm of, of noise so mm. I really got into this one, it's about 25 minutes long but um, what did you reckon to this one, Pete? Because I, I know it's kind of 
um, hard going as well. No, but it is. Uh, the, it, I think you were saying you had a, a which you'll have to say about sorry where you were kind of sat in the, in the car while listening to it. And if you can get, it's one of those. If you give it the time to get into it, if you're in the right mood and in the right setting, um, it's you know it's worth kind of invest in that 25 minutes because it is it's unsettling it evolves and and um and, and you know kind of decomposes again uh, and all that and I, you know it's how this music should sound yeah and i'm always amazed when it's a one-man band that sounds this involved and this um energetic and engaging because it's it's very hard to make something this chaotic work mm. um I think people must think it's the easiest thing in the world to make just this this feral kind of wild noise, but it's it's incredibly difficult to make sound so good together, like all, all these elements like coming in together. Um, yeah. So the guitars sound incredible on their own, mm. but then you couple that with the uh, percussion and and the, the vocals change quite a bit as well. So there's like obviously like the black metal sound, the the growling kind of sound, but then there's like demonic shrieks and there's all sorts of, of, of sort of different things going on all over each other as well so mm. it sounds like you're tangled within this horror sort of, of a mess so possibly good for um for autumn and, and halloween <laughs> to be honest yes yeah we're yeah, heading into the spooky stuff yeah it's not a summer album is it it's um, not is it it's not, a, not for malibu is it it's not for uh, <laughs> uh, on the beach too <laughs> yeah, I thought you meant like uh, the song by Hole. Yeah, it's not, the same. It's <laughs> not, it's not that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 just as an aside, I, I, I don't think I've said this before, but I once, uh, you know, I was looking and I said, I said to you, how come uh, of all the genres of all music in the world, how come black metal is the one with, you know, so many one-man bands what is it about it you know it's 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 got you know drums and guitars and vocals and you know often keyboards so why black metal as a solo and i don't know if you remember what you answered but uh, and because it was probably 10 years ago i just remember it clearly you said it's because i've got no friends <laughs> <laughs> we're not and, saying that this guy's got no friends. and i'm not but... saying this guy's got no friends, but... <laughs> Uh, uh, joking aside, it, you do wonder. You know, you're saying like, how do you make something so, you know, so kind of alive and and um, layered as a one man band? And but it's probably such a, 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 you know, not no friends, but such a solo vision. You know, only yeah, you can it, to have multiple inputs would not sound like this. As is what I'm getting, I'm getting at. I'm not suggesting this person we've never met has no friends. Um, but yeah, there is a point there. I think. Mm. Well, I, I do think, I mean, not so much the no friends thing, but the isolation <laughs> thing is very yeah. accurate. I mean, I don't know if you've seen that documentary on um, like Leviathan and Zather and, and some nope. other kind of, yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's a one man black metal documentary. It's on YouTube. Oh, cool. Yeah. Right. Everyone should watch it. It's fantastic. Yeah. I never um, got <laughs> You up. I never got any friends. Um, they don't appear to. I think they ask <laughs> Leviathan, like, do you have any friends? And he, he just right. says, no. Like right. I hate everyone right. equally. Like <laughs> he lives on his own in this tiny house and just makes black metal. And right. yeah, he seems to be very. De- they all seem very depressed and very sort of like shutting mm. out the world, something yeah. which yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of goes with the aesthetic, really. Um, yeah, yeah, but you know, it, it does it produces it, that music. So you know, mm. it's great. Yeah, and it's hard to see how you know you'd have to be really particular to get together and create something like this. You know, that thing. 
looking at I'm just looking at the bank right now. There's a you know some of the comments are kind of quite interesting. This you know link your comments towards uh, sorry. Um, it, somebody's commenting liking it to Portal, which you know obvious go guts, obvious, uh, but yeah. also like Im- Imperial Triumphant, um, and it doesn't necessarily have that. You know, obviously they've got the big brass sound to it, but it has that chaos and that you don't know where it's going un- unhingedness to it as well. It, it is, it is really good. It's not just another of one of these you know releases. It's, it is worthy of that. Um, you know, maybe turn the lights off or down and. Put your headphones on, you know, close your eyes, and you know, allow yourself to be unsettled. Absolutely. I mean, um, yes, I, I feel like um, this this record label is very good as well. So if you've never sort of um, investigated Grey Matter Productions, um, check out their Bandcamp. You can buy this um, this actual uh, record, um, which is just self titled "The Hexeth" by Hexeth um, for three dollars, um, which is amazing. But the label is um, Californian, and um, yeah, they, they describe it as um, dedicated to all forms of esoteric vibration, which is a perfect description <laughs> of this music. So, yep. yeah, even the cover looks burnt and damaged, and um, yeah, beyond comprehension. So, yeah, I recommend this if you if you're in um, the right headspace. This is perfect. Um, we'll play five or six minutes of this, and um, yeah, you can kind of get lost in it. Uh, We'll see you in two weeks.